welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me is my co-host, Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. Matt, you can find on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can find us on the web on Twitter at Horizon RT. You can find it, our website is HorizonRoundtable.com. Uh, be sure we're be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. We're on also on YouTube at HorizonRoundtable.com as well as Facebook on HorizonRoundtable.com. But although I'll be honest with you, we definitely don't update at, as well. But but you you should go then, you know. Do that. Follow us. Basically, there. if you if you type Horizon Roundtable and whatever you're doing, you'll find us. Indeed, you will. Indeed, you will. So, so Matt, uh, we, we've got a week left. Uh, Youngstown State is is now firmly at the top of the standings. Youngstown State is. They're they're, they have a 95% chance of being the number one seed coming yes, into they this do. tournament. The only and hopefully none of you are listening to this after Tuesday, because Tuesday they are playing because we're recording this on Sunday night. They're playing Robert Morris on Tuesday, and no offense to you, uh, no offense to you, IUPUI. Robert Morris is the best and most likely only chance uh, Youngstown State has of losing for the duration of the regular season. Unless Youngstown wraps it up, uh, Unless- maybe they don't care about the I. I don't know. I, I'm curious to see if we get any. Uh- Workload this isn't management. the N- this isn't the NFL, man. <laughs> well, but is it going to be the NBA? And we are we going to see some workload management potentially as things are settled? And then at which, point, at which point in time you see you know you see a healthy dose of Chris Shelton and he'll probably shoot thirty threes. Hey, and they may still win by twenty points. Right. I mean, I don't know. I we'll see. But yeah, Youngstown is all but wrapped up that number one seed. Pretty much. So Youngstown State. Uh, and they did it in very convincing fashion. So, so Thursday night was the game. It was supposed to be the one of the battles. Uh, Milwaukee wins that game. They are actually very well positioned to to get the regular season title. If they win that game, Youngstown State turned around and beat them like a drum. They absolutely asserted their dominance. Absolutely, it was. Yeah, it was it wasn't a contest, which is ironic because the the subsequent game against Green Bay was equally not a contest. There's no one to challenge Youngstown right now. They are playing it makes at, me wonder, at a yeah. very high level. It makes me wonder how Cleveland State beat them the game yeah. before. You know, because so, Cleveland State's doing weird Cleveland State things. Everybody's doing everything, every weird things. I mean, we'll we'll talk about Robert, we'll talk about Purdue for. Wade and Robert Morris and their weirdness too while we're at it. Um, but we'll do that a little later. But so Youngstown State, but Youngstown State is this is a historical season for Youngstown State. Okay. Um, we talked about this before, but now it is a reality. Uh, beating beating Milwaukee gave them the most wins they've ever had in Division One, gave them the most conference wins they've ever had in Division One, too. So and again, the them beating the crap out of Green Bay on Saturday, which of course you know, the second half, Green Bay is not a second half team. I think that's all we can really say about Green Bay at this point. They're not a second half team. Youngstown State very much is. <laughs> Youngstown State the all the time team right now, but especially really second half. We really are. Um, and so Youngstown State now has 22 wins. The last time Youngstown State had 22 wins, Matt, 
was in the 1976-77 season. So 75% of you didn't exist the last time Cleveland State, I mean, that last time Youngstown State had 22 wins. I'm sorry, can you repeat that year one more time for everybody? The 76-77 season. I was two years old at the time. I think the only I think the only members of the fan base that are still left that are that are that probably were alive during that time is myself and maybe a handful of Detroit Mercy fans who were probably like 50 at the time. And rooting for Dickie V, who was coaching at Detroit Mercy at the time. It was it was actually it was um, if memory serves correct, it was still the University of Detroit at that point. It's long enough ago that Greg Campy wasn't coaching yet. I mean, so. So this week is um, this week is going to be pretty much they're in the driver's seat. They got to get past this. They got to get past the Robert Morris team. That man, I don't know that 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 is uh, depending on which Robert Morris shows up could be a very big problem. Um, and then they've got IUPUI, and I, I think IUP. I mean, for for as you know progressed as IUPUI has been, uh, I don't think. Yeah, Youngstown State's going to be too much for them. Even even if they decide to you know mess around with the rotation or whatnot. I feel I like IUPUI's so. hit a little bit of a wall, unfortunately. They hit the yeah, they know they 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 uh they scored you know they they scored that one win and I really thought they'd get another one and I'm not. I mean they you know, they they got Robert Morris coming up and you know the, again depending upon which Robert Morris shows up, they may do it. But yeah, so so they that's almost got to win this past week. That's true. They did. We'll talk a little bit about Oakland later because they're, uh, yeah, they're going through some things. Um, <laughs> that's the nicest thing I could say right now. They're going through some things. Um, so Youngstown State is on once they get, they're guaranteed. Obviously, at, the, at this point in time, they're a top four team. They're, they got the first round by. They're they're definitely not going to have to play. A, they're definitely not going to have to play. You know, of the five seed, that's for sure. Youngstown State's actually guaranteed a top two seed right now. Exactly. They they the lowest they can get is two. That's it. That's, and that's it. A still, and that's a slim, slim. A lot of bad things would have to happen for them to even fall to that number two spot. Actually, only one, only two things have to happen. Either a Youngstown State has to lose either their last two games, and Cleveland State has to beat Milwaukee. Cleveland State has to beat Green Bay and beat Milwaukee. Yeah, Cleveland State has to lo- win out, and Youngstown State has to lose out. I think for Cleveland no, State. They o- no, they only have to lose one game. Oh, okay. Uh, Cleveland, State, uh, Cleveland State has a tiebreaker on them. Okay. Because they split the series, so yeah, I know it makes make it make sense. I can't, and I won't. <laughs> but yeah, so in the but but best case scenario for Youngstown State, Youngstown State is going into the tournament no matter what with the first round by. But they will be going into the tournament with 24 wins, and of course we can talk about this next week. And if they if they proven me wrong and they only have 23, then I get to talk about that too. But let me put it to you in perspective about 24 wins for Youngstown State. The last time that Youngstown State had 24 wins, Matt, was the 63-64 season. I actually did. I actually looked into this a little bit. Youngstown State wasn't even Youngstown State at that point in time. They were like Youngstown University. They didn't even exist at that point. I mean, they were still like a private institution and weren't even a public institution at that point in time. Oakland was still a branch of Michigan State. Um, I think Milwaukee was was still around, was actually around. Green Bay didn't exist yet. 
Detroit was still Detroit. (laughs) Detroit was still Detroit. Cleveland State was Fenn College. Robert Morris was still at, uh, I think Robert Morris was still a two-year school at that point. Robert Morris might have been alive at that point. IUPUI and Purdue Fort Wayne were like a hodgepodge of like Purdue and Indianapolis, uh, Purdue and University of Indiana classes strewn about Indianapolis and Fort Wayne at that point. Um, Northern Kentucky didn't exist at all. Wright State didn't exist at all. Wow. So yeah, so yeah, the only the only team the only yeah the only school that existed actually existed in from the Horizon League. The last time uh, Youngstown State actually won, and it's not even Youngstown State; it was it's Milwaukee, <laughs> and they were only like five years old at that point. So yeah, Bob. And, honestly, and, I'm I'm impressed that you've done this much research. Like I'm, I don't that's what know. I'm getting out of this is Bob Bob McDonald put in the time here, folks. I had to. I I, I mean, this is this is a big freaking deal. This is this is clearly obviously the best season that Youngstown State has ever had as a Division One school, period, without a doubt. And if they and if they do end up winning the if they do end up winning the regular season title, that at the very that'll be their first regular season title ever in Division One. They will have at the very worst they will qualify for the NIT, which they've never done either. So yeah. These are huge things for them. This is again, this is probably the this is far and away the best season that that Youngstown State has had in Division One period. And you know what? We we knew that they were very capable of this. We we know that Jerry Calhoun's been a good coach. He's had pieces and just they've never been able to put it together. But we we could see the writing on the wall that this team could be lethal. And absolutely it is. It they have all the pieces, and honestly, it's a team that I wouldn't be mad to represent the Horizon League in the NCAA tournament because they might have a chance of not only a, a decent decent seed, but to maybe make a little noise. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. I think that I think this is I think of all the teams that in the Horizon League that are can be well positioned to finally get a win for the Horizon League that isn't a playing game. Sorry, Wright State. I think Youngstown State is it. I mean, truthfully, they've got the firepower. That's pretty clear. They lack a little bit of size, but Adrian Nelson plays like he's seven foot. So what's the matter? He always has. He always has. <laughs> but yeah, so so that's where so that is that is Youngstown State in a nutshell. So Matt, I, I have to. I, I feel we. I, I feel like I have to. I know I keep saying this, but I have to say, um, Cleveland State, um, Daniel Robinson, anybody from the team who happens to be listening to this. I'm sorry. I had you I had you at 6. I had you place 6 this year. I am wrong. I am very wrong. I hope you guys can forgive me. Well, and I'll tell you what. Your 6 that you had them is pretty optimistic, honestly. I had them in ninth personally. The Horizon Roundtable as a whole had them in ninth too. Um and uh, I guarantee you at least a couple of uh, at least a couple of the players know that. Looking at uh, you Spider Johnson and Tay Williams anyway Cleveland State's in second place right now Cleveland State swept Wright State on national television and got their revenge on Northern Kentucky it wasn't easy but they did do it so Cleveland State's in second place which is a sentence I did not think I was going to be able to say this year and And oops and I'm biased from one more perspective on this is they're they're at 13 and 5 in the conference yes they should be at 14 and four and tied with Youngstown because they should not have lost that game to Oakland. 
Um, actually, they should be. If we're being perfectly honest, they should be fifteen and they should be fifteen and three because they shouldn't have let Marquez Warwick beat them the first time around. And and if we want to get if we want to get even more anal retentive, they should be sixteen and two because of you know the, because nobody boxed out the uh, nobody boxed uh, nobody boxed out the offensive rebound and B.J. Freeman getting the three pointer to get take Milwaukee in overtime. So yeah. So there are three games that Cleveland State could have won, and they did not. But they're still in second place. It doesn't matter. They they are in second place. They're pretty comfortably in second place. They're very, very unlikely to fall down to four. They're looking at one, two, or three. One's yeah. pretty unlikely. Possible, yeah. but pretty unlikely. So they're really looking at two or three and probably going to settle. I mean, settle in the second place. Yeah, so the only scenario I can see Cleveland State and Young, the only, there is one scenario. One scenario in which Cleveland State, and I think again, Cleveland State runs the table and Youngstown State loses either one of their two games. That's it. That is the only that is the only scenario out there in which Youngstown State, in which Cleveland State can win the Horizon League. I mean, there's also the, there's also a bunch of other ones where Youngstown State loses both games, but again, not very likely, not really likely at all. So. Um, Matt, I do want to say something here. I, I know I've I've alluded to I actually alluded to this last week because um, Cleveland.com broke out Terry Pluto as I wasn't really surprised they were going to do Terry Pluto, the award winning columnist who who Cleveland.com breaks out when they really don't actually cover a team, but they you know they don't want they you know don't want to ignore them either. So apparently. So Terry Pluto, I guess he's doing a two, three. He's already had has two parts of this uh, CSU recap, if you will, and I guess somewhere part three is floating around somewhere. Okay, and of course I, and of course Matt, I had to make the comment that every week, if you actually just go to HorizonRoundtable.com, Al Quaid has been writing about it the whole damn time, hasn't he? I and you know he what? Has. He actually knows where the Wolstein Center is, unlike Terry Pluto. Uh. I'm not putting this on Terry. I'm not going to put this on Terry Pluto. I'm putting this on his bosses. Okay. I'm, I'm putting this on his boss and his boss's boss. Okay? Because Cleveland State is sitting – I mean, Cleveland has such a weird relationship with anything that isn't the Browns or any professional sport – the Browns primarily or Ohio State, the school that's two hours away. They have this odd relationship with them where they just leg hump him until the end of time. It's not just Cleveland.com, mind you, Matt. They're just the the greatest offenders of this. And let me tell you something, Matt. I sincerely, I I I, I do know that you. Uh, I, I was in Indianapolis last year for the tournament. They did actually Cleveland.com actually did send a uh, send a reporter. Hey, do me a favor, Cleveland.com. Don't send them this year. Because if you do, I'm going to openly talk shit about him. Actually, I'm going to talk shit about his boss and his boss's boss because they deserve it. Because you, ignoring Cleveland State for three months doesn't get the job done, guys. Anyway, that was my thing. That was a, quite the soapbox I wasn't anticipating. I mean, I've been not waiting, that bad. I'm sorry. I've been waiting to, I've been waiting to load on them for a while. So, <sighs> all right. I'm done. <laughs> so, I'm done uh, with Cle- that. Cleveland State. Slight possibility of a number one seed, most likely going to be the number two seed. Most likely. Now, um, 
so we do. So, but it, there again, there is one hurdle, and that's Milwaukee. Although Milwaukee did not have a very good week at all. Like they didn't. They did not. Um, yeah, getting pasted by Youngstown State was bad enough. Losing to Robert Morris convincingly, not any better. By 20. Like, that's not just a, oh, buzzer beater, you know, it was a close game. No, no, Robert Morris throttled them. Just handled it. Robert Morris throttled them on the back of Jackson last. Scott, Scott, if you're out there, I hope you're still breathing, man. Like <laughs> He, uh, to, to, to Scott's credit, he, he uh, um, his, uh, he does have his, uh, on Monday morning, um, if you are listening to this on a Monday, pull HorizonRoundTable.com, Scott Meyer. He has his uh, weekly uh, recap. Okay, another guy does an outstanding job uh, of, you know, going through, ta- uh, recapping uh, and, you know, breaking down all the, all the Robert Morris stuff. And, you know, he, he, he was very, he was very, very uh, complimentary, if you will, of Jackson last. Uh, in these last in these last couple of games, because he you know they came through, he absolutely came through. What a weird so, time for Horizon Round Roundtable writers. I mean, you've got Scott praising Jack, Jackson last, me defending Blake Lampman. Like, what is going on in our world? It's a world gone mad. Let me tell you. <laughs> and and me probably writing the uh, game preview previews for this week, uh, saying ah, screw it, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Screw it, I don't know. Preview is just what time and where to catch the games because you don't have no pretty else much, to say yeah, about I mean, yeah, pretty much, you know. And by the way, horizonroundtacom slash subscribe if you want to get the newsletter. Uh, and subscribe to the newsletter and get that preview a day early. Can I uh, can I tell you something? My opinion on Milwaukee here. Yes, please. Okay, I'm I'm not going to pretend to be one of our Milwaukee gurus. We have a couple of those floating around, but my opinion of Milwaukee is very similar to my opinion of Purdue Fort Wayne last year, hmm. where I never bought into it, but their wins said that they were good. And you know, Purdue Fort Wayne still had a better season last year than Milwaukee's going to end up having right now it seems. But it seems very similar to me where I just never really believed Purdue Fort Wayne and I was at Ken Palm or someone had like a luck stat or a luck um, statistic and Purdue Fort Wayne's was high. I haven't seen where Milwaukee's is this year, but I've just never believed it when I, with the eye test, not that my eyes are any good anyway, but like, I've just never believed it. And I feel like we're starting to see that right now where like Milwaukee kind of maybe overperformed for a while and maybe we're seeing who they really are. I mean, it's a valid assessment. I mean, you saw them at their absolute lowest when Oakland just took them to the woodshed and that's the team we saw this week. That 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 team that got pasted by Oakland, that's the team we saw this week. They were not. They were they were. Milwaukee was definitely not in sync the entire time. They really weren't. I mean, there were there were like flashes during the Robert Morris game where you thought they might come back, because I mean, this Robert Morris has had a pensions for, you know, not you know. Not playing a leads. full 40 minutes. Not playing a full 40 minutes. Very true. We've seen that many, many times. But this was not one of those times. They were in full control most of that second half. Once they, you know, once Milwaukee kind of made their run. They weathered it and they were good. Yeah. And they were super good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, on the on the back of Jackson Lat, he only played 20 minutes on uh, that game, me too. And he scored 16. It was a good game. Yeah, really he was, was he was out for most of the I think he was out for most of the first half because he was in foul trouble. So yeah, he was he had a hell of a game. That's you you have to imagine that's why Andy Tool brought him in. That's what he was expecting, you know. That that's Absolutely. who he know what kind of player he is. 
Absolutely. So that kind of does leave, I mean, that kind of leaves Milwaukee and, of course, Northern Kentucky, who had absolutely no problem with, uh, who was able to, who, again, had their own problems with Purdue Fort Wayne, but was able to overcome it. Northern Kentucky had their own problems, obviously, um, losing to Cleveland State, and then, uh, you know, that was it. They they lost to Cleveland. They lost to Cleveland State. So, but Milwaukee was more in the driver's seat than say than Cleveland State and Northern Kentucky were because oh, they were tied with Youngstown State at that point, and now they're staring down the barrel of holy crap! I may not even. They may not. They may be third or fourth. Well, and that's just with Milwaukee. There's still a slimmest of slim chances that they could slide into the number one seed. Still, but again, very, very, but it, very unlikely. Again, it, it would be contingent upon Youngstown State, you know, losing the last two games and then winning the last uh, them uh, Milwaukee winning the last two games. Northern Kentucky so, has no shot whatsoever. They're yeah, Northern Kentucky is eliminated from potentially even being the one seed, and they're Correct. very, very unlikely to be a two. They're really looking at three, and most likely the four seed. Although I should point out, Matt, there, Oakland still has a shot at the four seed. They still do. Okay, so like <laughs> following Oakland as close as I have over the years, Oakland always seems to kind of lose these games that should decide where they're going to end up and kind of backdoor their way into things. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Oakland slip into the four seed only because it's just the Oakland thing to do. Now, this is, yeah, it's, that sounds about, I mean, that sounds about right. Um, Oakland also see, I don't, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, Matt. It seems like Oakland has had a, they kind of ran out of, it seems like they're kind of running out of gas. Remember they ran out of year? gas last year. I was going to say, remember last year when Oakland just was incredibly hurt and it kept coming down to like these injuries that like were just kind of freak accidents, but their entire team was hurt and they didn't seem to play enough depth and they were really tired and they just faltered at the end of the season. Uh Well, cut cut and paste, because that's what we're seeing this year, too. It's the exact same thing. It's a bunch of injuries that can't be said. They're they're fluky, weird injury. You know, Rocket Watts might be out for the season now. They they don't know. He's in concussion protocol from taking that shoulder from IUPUI. Was that uh, who? wasn't Carrasco who set that. I don't remember. It does probably does, was it Chris Austin. Might have been Chris Austin. Yeah. Like Rocket Watts. They I mean, don't they only know. have two big guys. So yeah. Yeah. One of the don't other. know if and when they'll see him again. Like that's a big loss. You've yeah. got J- Jalen Moore. If you watch his games, he's holding that right wrist constantly. Uh, you know, that's his off wrist, but it's, it's bad. You know, at, their entire team is just depleted. Blake Lampman should have had surgery on his knee a month ago and is out there playing like that team. That team is and you can tell with Blake Lamb because you can tell he's, he's when he's trying to hit when he's trying to shoot, especially beyond the arc. He he, I mean, I, it seems like the like the first three games, you know, for like three games he was running on pure adrenaline. He, that has run out because he's struggling I, behind the arc. I was surprised, and, and it probably is the knee. I will say again, who, what's going on here? We're, we're weird world where we're, I'm defending Blake Lampman. I don't you. I'm not used to seeing Blake Lampman go over like a zillion or whatever he was um, yeah. against um, IUPUI and then follow that up with another bagging. I really thought he was going to turn, you know, have that good shooting night to, to counter it against Detroit Mercy. And he hit his first three. And I don't know if he hit another one the rest of the night. Like it just, Oakland is toast right now, barring a big, big change. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, they, they're most likely going to be the five seed could slip into the four could fall down to, I mean, as low as the nine, although it's unlikely. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to be the five seed, which gets them a buy, which gets them a little bit of rest at least. But 
they're, they're a team that's just, they're done right now. And, yeah. and that sucks. Cause I mean, it, it, if that's how Jalen Moore's career is going to end, he deserves better. I mean, if you remember a couple of years ago, he oh, was yeah. the guy watching Northern Kentucky celebrate the, in the championships um, because he, uh, he wants that so bad. And he talked about that in the press conference after the Detroit game, he yeah. doesn't care about anything. He just wants to win. And, and it's so genuine and you, you feel for him, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing with, I think the, the biggest thing with Oakland is that, um, man, I mean, even if they do, they, their biggest challenge is they got to win at least one of these games. They got to beat, they got to be either Wright state or Northern Kentucky, either one. That's it. That's and, really all they have to do to get that five seat. Otherwise, it's going to create a giant mess because you have, I, and we were talking, and I think John Parker crunched the numbers. There's a possibility like nine teams in this conference could theoretically finish at 500 or above, which is insane to me, by the way. Yeah, we're, we're staring down a potential 10 and 10 win loss uh, ju- jubilee. Jamberly, if you will. <laughs> Jubilee. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and that's absolutely, you are absolutely right. And, I mean, it's so, I, I should say it's so weird, but this happens. It seems like this happens every year where there's like certain spots in the standings where we just don't really know until the end. It's and, it's gonna be a it's gonna just kind of come down to these last couple of games still. I mean, some a couple of these teams are still playing for something, but a lot of them really yeah. Aren't. So, so that that brings me to Detroit Mercy, Matt, because Detroit Mercy is now going to spend the last two games at home. They're playing Northern Kentucky, who they didn't, you know, Northern Kentucky is going to have some problems. They have their road schedule has been pretty rough to be. To be generous, as, as has Wright States, and now they're going into Callahan Hall, which Detroit Mercy, you know, a few a few examples aside, has been really solid. And you have Antoine Davis the other day. Yeah, and yeah, they really did. And of course, you know, obviously Antoine did too. <laughs> uh, newsflash: Antoine Davis good at shooting basketball. Yes, um, although not in the first half of the IUPUI game. He was a little shaky on that uh, in the first half. Second half, he was fine. Second half, he was fine. He, he got his 31 points. Um, but yeah, um, Detroit Mercy has an outside shot at getting the five seat at this point. They're, I think their most likely landing spot is probably going to be six or seven, most likely. Actually, their um, most likely landing spot is eight right now. I mean, yeah. But I think the big thing for uh, – and, Matt, obviously we have had a conversation about Ant, whether whether Antoine is player of the year, and I'm pretty it, – it's pretty clear Antoine was listening to us because he basically said, you want to bet? And, I mean, they were it, they were downstairs. They were, they were where Fort Wayne is – Purdue Fort Wayne is now. And they've pretty much powered back and said, you know what? You know, we're not going to – you know, yeah, maybe we're mediocre, but – mean could be way worse <laughs> and it could be I mean, tell you what but, if if detroit slides into that five seed which mm-hmm. i mean is a slim chance but it is a chance yeah then i'm then i'm much more not that I, my opinion matters i don't get a vote but then i would be like okay i understand where you antoine davis is absolutely the horizon player of the year if he can get his team there i've i struggle with antoine davis player of the year when they're the eight 
seven, eight, nine seed. You know what I mean? But if if we're talking five, six seed, okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I really don't know if Wright State or Northern Kentucky get out of Detroit with wins. I don't know if they do, honestly, because I don't because the way that Wright State played, uh, or the way Wright State played against uh, Cleveland State and Purdue Fort Wayne. They lost both of those games. I don't, and then the way that the way that Northern Kentucky has been playing on the road, period. They knew it was going to be a struggle. I I think we all objectively agreed this this last uh, this last stretch for Northern Kentucky was going to be a a real uh, a real struggle, and I think it's going to come through, especially in a place that, for again, for some reason, people go to Callahan Hall and they don't do very well. They're used to playing in front of fans. I guess that could be it. <laughs> that could be it. Although, I mean, I think the last game is going to be, I think they really are. They really are. While Antoine is still playing, retiring his number on the last game of the regular season. I believe yeah. that is a thing that's happening. It is. And you know what? I'm totally cool with that. It It's deserved. I think the timing of it's a little funky, but I think it's easily explained potentially, but maybe that's just me with a tinfoil hat on. Yeah, that could be it too. Um, but again, as I mentioned before, uh, as I mentioned, Northern Kentucky struggling before. Again, that was an overtime game between Northern Kentucky and Detroit Mercy in Northern at Northern Kentucky. So, yeah, the North Detroit, support. Mercy, Detroit Mercy was not playing as well as they're playing now. They are not. Um, I think uh, Jeremy Otto had mentioned they actually, and I didn't notice this until just recently. The starting five they've had on the floor has actually been the most consistent one they've had all season, and um, I was I was absolutely surprised to hear that because then I looked at it and like holy crap he's right. <laughs> I believe it's the most consistent. Um, it was in the press conference. Um, their SID mentioned. I think it's the most consistent lineup Mike Davis has used in his entire tenure. Yeah. At, at Detroit Mercy. Which kind of says all kinds of messed up things about the the last four years, but anyway. But does that get them? But does that get them a fifth seed? Probably not. I mean, it could give them a sixth seed potentially, but yeah, I mean, it's it, up it's to gonna, five is still in play for them. Just it not is true. Likely. It is true. It is true. It is likely. I mean, it is in in. It could be in the cards, but it's very. There, a lot would have to happen. Honestly, truth be told, a lot would have to happen naturally. Wright State, Robert Morris, and Detroit all have this, um, different different odds, but are all playing for the you know, the same five, six, seven, uh, or I'm sorry, six. No, I was right the first time. Five, six, seven, five. eight, and maybe even nine. Yes. <laughs> and, and don't forget, and don't forget, you know, Oakland who might mess the bed at the end, or Green, Oakland, Fort Wayne yeah. might you know run the table at the end. Oakland's close to that same mix, but they have a potential for a four seed and Fort Wayne's real close, but they cannot have a five seed. So they're six, seven, eight, nine. They are not. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, no matter what Fort Wayne is going to be. Yeah. No matter what Fort Wayne. Yeah. Every, everybody from six on down right now. um, The likelihood is definitely Fort Wayne, Green Bay and IPY. You are definitely not getting a, there, there's an outside chance for Oakland. I mean, there's de- Oakland's got the best shot, followed by Wright State and then Robert Morris and then Detroit. So, Fort Wayne made me look bad this year. I'm a little frustrated with those folks. I mean, I think I it made. I for them. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. 
I, I, I agree. I think I even have them as my top pick too, if memory serves correct. And to be fair, in they had the tools to to actually win this, win the win the league outright, and it just. It just hasn't happened. There's been so much inconsistency with Purdue-Fort Wayne, which is interesting because it's the same inconsistency we see with Wright State and Robert Morris and Detroit Mercy and, at times, Oakland, too. Oakland's been having the same problem, too. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's, In that middle of the, that middle pack, that middle tier, that is, it is so erratic that any given any given day, one of those teams would win, and one of those teams would lose, and you would never expect it. I mean, that's the truth. Love how we're saying this like near the end of the season, but I mean, if you look at if you look at the past scheduling, yeah, it's absolutely true. Did you? I mean, do you expect Cleveland? I mean, did you know? I didn't expect Cleveland State to blow a you know blow a double digit lead in Oakland, but that's what happened. Here we are. And I, I definitely didn't expect Oakland to get completely boat raced by Detroit Mercy. So, same team, different nights. Yeah, but I will I, say this. I will say this. I will say this. From top to bottom, Green Bay and IUPUI notwithstanding. Top to bottom, from one through nine, that's scary. Because you know anybody on any given day, on the, especially during tournament time, somebody's going to get upset. I wouldn't make too many. I, if you, you're betting, folks, I'd probably steer clear of the Horizon League tournament because he's this. It's it's going to make you pull your hair out. <laughs> I really. I, I mean, this league is just always here. We are. It, it's so it, it it has it always has been, Matt. But this year especially, there's just this weird volatility thing that I don't really understand. I can't really wrap my head around, but yeah. I mean, and it's not even an issue to me. It's not even an issue of these teams are playing badly. It's just they if you look at the on the service on paper, they're you know, they're they're a lot of the teams are, you know, their records, you know, strike, you know, they they smack of mediocrity, but it's anything but it's just major inconsistency. It's really I is. Think that's that's really the word the season for the like when talking about the really? horizon league is which team was the most consistent which teams played with consistency or could yeah. you stay consistent? you know it, it all coming back to that like i think exactly. the talent's pretty for the most part you know from nine up it's pretty evenly spread the talent absolutely you can pick you can pick any one or two players on these top nine team on these top in these top nine teams you can pick any players on the top nine teams, and you can eagerly make an argument for them for any spot on the All Horizon League team. Yeah. At, at any point in time. And I think we're probably going to be having that debate ourselves, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, I mean, I mean, come on, Purdue Fort Wayne is in ninth place, but you have Jared Godfrey over there who's doing, who's still been, it, when we talk about consistency, he's been the most consistent part of the Fort Wayne team. Detroit Mercy obviously has Antoine Davis. Robert Morris has Khalil Spear and Enoch Cheeks. Wright State has Trey Calvin. Um, you know, in and to some extent, and uh, and Brandon Noel, who in my assessment is the is the freshman of the year, even though he's been there for nine years. <laughs> the Oakland has Jalen Moore. You know, Northern Kentucky. Townsend. And Trey Town. And Trey, you are absolutely right. And Trey Town. 
Because Trey Townsend's put that team on his back a few times this season, as has Jalen Moore. Yeah. You know, Northern Kentucky has Marquez Work and at times Sam Vincent as well. You know, Milwaukee has BJ Freeman. Um, Cleveland State has Tristan and Aruna, who I am glad I, I'm wrong about. I was wrong about a lot of Cleveland State things. I'm glad I was 100% right about Tristan and Aruna. Love that. Um, and Youngstown State obviously has like a horde of guys. Has, has like the whole starting five. Like, I mean, starting with Dwayne Hill, Cohill and then going in with Malik Green or Brandon Rush and, you know. That Nelson guy is pretty good. Adrian Nelson. And I mean, Jesus, yeah. And, and and when we talk about consistency, you you brought the to your point of which team has been the most consistent. It's clear it has been Youngstown State. Has Youngstown State had a few hiccups along the way? Absolutely. Yep. Um, you know they they just you know Youngstown State for one reason or another, they lost to they lost to Purdue Fort Wayne at home. Did we expect that? I mean, not really, but it is Purdue Fort Wayne, and they are, and we know Purdue what Purdue Fort Wayne is capable of. They just haven't done it all season. They've only been doing it in spots, just like and it was everybody early else. In the season. That's true. Um, well, ha- half of half of Youngstown State's losses were in the first couple weeks. Exactly. I mean, that the first loss was against was a double overtime game against Northern Kentucky it, at Northern Kentucky. And they exacted their revenge handily when Youngstown State went back to, uh, when when the return game happened at Beakley. Absolutely, without a doubt. So when you, so yeah, were there some hiccups along the way? Of course there were. There have been there have been hiccups all over the place. There have been, period. But the team that has had the least amount of hiccups has been by and large Youngstown State, period. Mm-hmm. Which is something we've not been able to see. I mean, and. With Youngstown State, it's been it's been pretty much a six year process with with Jared Calhoun finally you know getting all the pieces together. You've seen it slowly progressing, slowly progressing. You've had a couple of, you know you had a couple of hiccups along the way. You know you lost Darius Quisenberry who's killing it at Fordham, which is a sentence I thought I'd never say ever. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, you had Nas Bohannon leave, um, but yeah, but a lot, I mean, I, funny thing, Rob Schmidt, uh, on the, um, on the broadcast mentioned that Garrett Covington had been there the entire time, Jared Calhoun, uh, the, throughout the entire Jared Calhoun era. He's, he's been there six years. I did not realize that at the time, but it's, it's true. That, that, that checks out in my head. COVID messed us all up, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and I think the other thing you got to realize with Youngstown State as we we're kind of winding down on the season is not only are they playing the most consistent, they're getting healthier somehow. While so many teams, yeah. you know, we talked about Oakland, how they're just running out of gas. Youngstown State's, you know, field up and picking up pieces. Oh, by the way, Shamar Rattan Mays is now available again. Cool. Yeah, and it's amazing. And and they've been doing And I think the, the best part, it's crazy to think, too, by the way. When you look at their bench and the guys they play sparingly, I didn't even I didn't see Shamar Rattan Mays very yeah. much. I haven't seen him very much. I haven't he seen Will start on the other ten teams in this league. Yeah, I haven't seen William Dunn a lot, and he was starting last year, and he did pretty well last year. Chris Shelton, the three point machine. I mean, you only see him when in blowouts. It's weird that you see it that way. That you see. That that those folks are on the bench, not getting much playing time, always at the ready, mind you. 
but you see what they have, and then you see that's a testament to what they have in the rotation already. That guys like that can't get on the floor. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that becomes a you know a point of a, a, a point of contention later on down the road leaves, remains to be seen. I don't think so. Um, I don't think so yeah. either because there's a reason Garrett Covington came back this season. Yeah, they knew. Exactly. They knew. They knew what they wanted to do and how it was going to play out, and exactly. I think they're all bought in. Exactly. And I, I mean, and you look at it and you see, you finally see at Youngstown State, and for the first time since they've been here, a blueprint for what they could potentially do next year and the years to come. Because I think they got, I think they got like a seven foot three guy coming in next year. So that's going to be fun. I thought I saw that on Twitter today. So, but yeah. Cool. Great. Love that. I know. Love it. But yeah. But this is, this is, I think this is really Youngstown State. This, this may very well be Youngstown State's year. So, I think so too. I think we're, I hope you know, so. You know, yeah. that's something we'll talk about more in, in future episodes, but like, it's a good thing for uh, the league potentially. Yeah, can't wait to see Jared Calhoun and Indy. <laughs> That's going to be fun. I just hope that uh, Youngstown State's ready for someone else to come potentially pluck Jared Calhoun because he's he's ripe for the pickings. Oh, uh, yeah. I, somebody, needs to be on, uh, somebody needs to be on Bob Huggins' watch. Uh, John, if you could start writing the Where's Bob uh, or Where's uh, Jared Calhoun um, article, that'd be great. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm telling you, I've I've said it, Matt. I have said I've actually said it for years. I think uh, if if there is a if there is a number one landing spot for for Jared Calhoun, it would be West Virginia. Right. If that is, if indeed was the case, I don't know if it is or not, but yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I know we didn't talk about Green Bay, but you know, Green <laughs> Sorry, Bay and IUPUI are at the bottom of the league. Ta-da! Ta-da! They're just struggling through it. <laughs> IUPUI should have beaten Oakland, but they didn't, and that sucks. But that's I, true. it's a young team that's not doesn't know how to win yet, but it's there. The pieces are there. They'll get there. They got to get a point guard and a couple of bigger guys. They that's just it. Need their point guard to be uh, healthy. Healthy next year. Yeah. He's there. Waiting on you, Bryce Monroe. Waiting on you. <laughs> In Green Bay, well, we're gonna press that reset button. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So. All right, so wow, next week, man. Next week is the end of the. It seems like this season has kind of flew by. It's insane. You know, I was actually thinking the opposite. Most most of the year or most seasons, I'm like, man, where is the time gone? I can't believe we're almost at the end. But I feel like we like November was years ago. Like I'm ready for this season to start. You know, getting into the exciting parts. I'm ready, Bob. I'm ready for Indy. We are too. Yeah, and we are what three weeks away from Indy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey. And we're gonna be there. You and so, me, the same place. Yeah. The, the world might erupt. You you have been warned, folks. You have been warned. <laughs> it's, we're gonna do a podcast in the same place at the same time. Yeah, we have to figure that one out. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> yeah, that's doable. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you think so. Ah, um, uh, figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, all right, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up. Next week, next week we're gonna have some definitive answers to. Everything. I mean, Horizon League wise, if you're if you're looking at at us for you know transcendental advice about the universe, you are listening to the wrong ass podcast. I mean, I could 
go off on that too, but I wouldn't know anything more about that than I do Horizon League. So I guess why don't I? But anyway. Anyway. All right. So yeah, horizonroundtable.com. Um, you know, like I said, Scott Meyer is going to have a Scott Meyer obviously is going to have a a glowing review of Robert, Robert Morris's week, specifically Jackson Lasso. Any followers of Jackson Last, you, you definitely don't want to miss that article. Um, <laughs> and of course, we're obviously uh, where podcasts are found. You can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices too. So tune in next week, the grand finale of the regular season. But so until then, thank you all for listening. <laughs>